0: So use my discoveries simply to spark your own, to learn, think, and grow in whatever direction that takes you. This week, I'm excited to announce that I have now moved forward into the modern world and have an Instagram and Twitter account. So feel free to follow me wherever is easiest for you. You can find me on both by searching for my messy lessons. So, moving on to this week's messy lesson. Who are you? Who are you really? Who would you be if you were all you had? I remember reading a book a while ago called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. In it, he talks about his experience in the concentration camps, and he told of having your clothes taken from you, your hair cut off, any jewelry, including a wedding band taken off, even your name was taken away. You were just a number to the Nazis. Your family was usually taken from you, often your parents, children, and spouse. Your job or abilities didn't matter, and obviously any material wealth you had was also gone. Literally, all they had left was their own being. I often wondered if I were in that situation and all I had was me, who would I be? This is a two part podcast because it's one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the last couple of years big enough that I'm considering getting a tattoo of it. (laughs) My psychologist taught it to me a couple of years ago and that is this. I am always with me. This is a multifaceted lesson and there's a lot to it. So I've broken it down into four aspects and an exercise. One, I am with me always. I am not always with other people. I'm not even with Neil or Declan all the time. I'm literally with myself in my head 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no breaks. I better like myself, hey? (laughs) Thing is, a lot of us don't. Imagine being with someone, like someone right there in your shadow, following you. All the time, who doesn't like you, who criticizes you all the time, who's impatient with you and has impossible standards for you to live up to? can you imagine how horrible that would be? Sound familiar? Look no further than the voice in your head. <laughs> I've often said that if I talked to my friends the same way I talk to myself, I would have no friends. Thankfully. That's changing a lot for me. Last year, I studied self-compassion, which will be a future podcast. I'm applying it in my life and working on not only accepting myself, not even just approving of myself, but celebrating myself. To me, those are three distinct tiers of self-love. Oh, I am far from perfect at this. (laughs) I'm still down on myself often, and I'm just starting to crack the celebration layer. I most often hang out in acceptance or approval. But look, I have to own and love my choices. And I have to be in integrity with myself, which means what I say, what I think, what I believe, and what I do all line up. I have to do that in order to Like to live life fully, to be happy and feel secure within myself. Otherwise, we're at war with ourselves. I bet you know how frustrating it is when someone continually lies to you. Or they continually say they're going to do something and don't. Or say they'll show up at a certain time and are constantly late or just don't show up. It's frustrating, right? This is what happens within ourselves if we aren't integrous. So if I don't trust myself and love myself, I look for happiness and security and approval outside of myself and take it from me, that never works. There will be more on that later in the second part of this podcast next week. So number two, I am always with me. So I need to put myself first. (laughs) Honestly, this is still like a little bit uncomfortable for me to say even. And I feel like I'm going to get a lot of judgment because I say this. Because growing up, I was taught to put myself last. And I think a lot of us are. Now, sure, when Declan needs something, he needs it now, right? He's one. He doesn't know how to wait. And... (laughs) When it comes to timing or time-sensitive things, Declan's needs do often come first, although often I can find ways of meeting his needs and mine at the same time. But I can't just say, oh, sorry, I know you're hungry, but mommy's just working out, so you're going to have to wait for an hour for food. That would not be a good idea. (laughs) I do have to plan my life around his schedule for the most part. So maybe in the moment his needs come before mine. But when he's sleeping or otherwise occupied, I need to make sure I put my needs as my priority. So in general, over, you know, the course of a day or a week, my needs are my priority. And we all know this because we all know that we can't give what we don't have, right? We all know that if we neglect ourselves, especially to people please or not have boundaries, like I've discussed on this podcast in another episode. We are worse friends, worse partners, worse parents, worse kids. We're more impatient, less compassionate, and snap easily. Here's a super easy example. If I don't make sure I meet my needs and have enough food, trust me, you don't want to be around me. Neil calls me the Phoebe Smash when I get that way. (laughs) When I do things that I need to do for me, which personally my basic needs are food, working out, sleep, and journaling. When I do those things, I am an infinitely better human being. An infinitely better friend, partner, and mom. I, you know, remember to text people back. I am more aware of Declan's needs and can, like, anticipate them. I have the capacity to not get defensive if Neil and I are having a discussion about something. Things like that. I was talking with someone the other day how in our home, my relationship with Neil is a top priority for me. Like, a bigger priority than Declan because Declan is a product, literally, and also emotionally of our relationship. If Neil and I are happy and stable, Declan will be as well. If Neil and I are fighting and we're in a really bad way, Declan will be able to sense that. Our date nights every week are non-negotiable and amazing. They help us be on the same team when it comes to Declan and in life, because it helps us remember that we are a team, just the two of us. And an aha moment I had this week was that I realized that my relationship with Neil is a direct product of my relationship with myself. If I'm not listening to myself, if I'm not taking care of myself, Neil is the first one I go to for outside validation, and he's the first one to be on the receiving end of my insecurities and issues and Phoebe Hulk smash. (laughs) I'm at the top of the chain. If I'm not good with myself, I won't be good with anyone else. So to be continued next week. Next week, I will talk about choosing myself, finding security within myself, and I will give you a super simple and quick exercise you can do at any time to get back in touch with yourself. So this week, just take some time, maybe right after this podcast or when you're working out or driving to work, just think about the phrase, I am always with me. What comes to mind for you? What thoughts and feelings come up? I'd love to hear from you, so if you want to share, connect with my Facebook group, with me directly via my webpage, or comment on a post in Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I hope you have a wonderful week. Talk to you next Friday. This is Phoebe. Thank you for listening to My Messy Lessons. If you'd like to continue this discussion, visit my Facebook group called My Messy Lessons The Community and ask to be accepted into it. I would love to hear about your experiences or questions on these subjects. If you like this podcast and want to get each episode as it comes out, remember to hit the subscribe button on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. If you have questions, comments, or would like to access the show notes, please visit my website at www.mymessy.com. The intro and closing music is Never Back Down by Floor Broad. See you next week. And remember, we're all messy. That's what makes us beautiful.